Hey guys, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Anxious Christian Podcast, the show where we explore faith through mental uh, faith with mental health and personal testimonies. I'm your host, Tashaya Monique, and today is a special day. It is Testimony Tuesday, where we have a <laughs> special guest sharing their story of overcoming anxiety and finding strength in their Christian faith. Today, we have the honor of welcoming Jeremy Stalkner, an Army veteran, to share his incredible journey and his walk with Christ. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's great to be with you. Um, so before we dive into your story, can you share a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. So I currently am um, the co-founder of work with an organization called the Mighty Oaks Foundation. We work specifically with veterans, active duty service members, and first responders dealing uh, primarily with trauma, either trauma related to military or community service. Often it's trauma related to life that they then, the person who's attending our program, <laughs> brought into their military or service as a first responder with them. And so trying to break down that trauma. And we are a faith-focused or faith-based organization which means we approach all of that from a faith perspective, a biblical perspective. I was raised uh, in a pastor's home and very early on learned that that was not what I felt God's call on my life was. Um, there's a lot to pastoring. My mom and dad started a church when I was pretty young, and um, i very thankful for them, thankful for God, knew that was not what he had for me, right? So um, I went into the Marine Corps, served uh, there, did a number of things. But my final deployment was to Iraq in 2003, came back from that deployment and uh, went into full-time ministry, pastored for about 12 years. And uh, in the process of all of that, started working with Mighty Oaks and doing the work we do now. So that is the, the overview of, uh, of my life, a lot of steps in there, but uh, it's, been, uh, it's been quite a journey. Yes, that's, that's really incredible. And it's like interesting how it became a full circle. You know, you said that what it came, it became a full circle. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, don't tell God you're not going to do something. He <laughs> just got a smile and said, "All right, yeah." Right, he has the final say, and that is like that's a complete right. story of him having the final say. That is right. Yes. Um, can you tell us about a specific moment or experience where you found yourself relying on your faith to overcome anxiety? There, there have been several. I, I think probably the most poignant in my faith and kind of an inflect uh, in, in my life and kind of an inflection point. I had come home from Iraq. I transitioned out of the military in about thirty days, so it was a very quick transition. So I, I was a, an infantry officer. I was leading Marines in combat. We were the first infantry battalion into Iraq. Um, and then we made our way to Baghdad. The Battle of Baghdad on April 10th was our battalion. So I had been through all of that. Then I came home, and 30 days later, I was out of the Marine Corps and working on a church staff. I was an associate pastor. And, man, you'd think that'd be an easy transition, but it was horrible. I, I People ask all the time, was it post-traumatic stress? Was it something else? What was it? It was probably all of those things. But for me, what it came down to was an identity issue. I, I had walked away from everything I identified with. That was being a Marine, wearing the uniform, leading Marines. I had led in combat, and now I had no idea who I was. And in the process of trying to figure that out, I became very angry, very frustrated, um, very anxious, and, and just overwhelmed with all of that. We were My wife and I had been married for a few years. We had two young children at home. 
And it's only God's grace that she stayed with me through that. We've been married for almost 25 years, but that was the point where uh, a normal person, not my wife, but a normal person may have walked away. I was so angry, um, throwing things, uh, hitting things, not people, thankfully, but uh, everything short of that. And then, you know, I'm working on a church staff. So during the day while I'm working, uh, I'm not much better even at church, and I'm causing chaos for the other staff members to the point that eventually my pastor had to say, all right, enough is enough. I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know how to deal with this. Um, I love you. I love your family. I'll do anything I can to help you. But you can't continue to work here if you're going to continue to behave that way. And that was, as an adult, probably the first time I was confronted with my own brokenness, my own hurt, certainly my need, and the fact that I now had a decision to make. I could decide to stay where I was, broken and hurt and blaming everyone else. And I blamed everyone for every issue that I had. It was always someone else's fault. Um, I could continue to do that or I could move forward, but I, I didn't know how to move forward, but I had to make that decision. Um, my pastor, after having that conversation, he said, look, next week, I want you to go away, <laughs> take your wife, go somewhere, come back at the end of that week and tell me what you're going to do. And so my wife and I got in a car, we were working at a church in Southern California in Oceanside, got in the car, dropped my kids off. And then we drove up the coast and spent a full week just talking and praying and <laughs> experiencing conviction and coming to the place where I understood I needed to first be responsible for my behavior. What I had been through, what I experienced, what was happening did not excuse my bad behavior. But then that was the first time I really understood the only way to move forward in spite of this is to for lack of a better phrase, align my life to the life God has created me to live. So what I don't understand, what I, I can't see from here, the feelings that I'm feeling, I need to have enough faith in a God that loves me and cares for me and has a plan for my life that I'll trust him in spite of that. And that was the beginning of a long process for me of, of working through a lot of that and um, finding healing, but, but more than that, being productive, redeeming that to the point that I can work with other people and help them understand the same thing. Wow. Wow. That's, that's really powerful. <laughs> that's yeah. really powerful. Cause you know, it's never easy to, um, uh, acknowledge our own faults, right? Get the, get sure. the log yeah. out of your own eye, you know, yeah. while we're looking at somebody right. else and their problems. No, you're but right. To really yeah, you're have right. that spotlight placed on you and, you know, having to really confront yourself and feel convicted in that situation. Like that's that's mm. a serious, like seriously powerful testament um, to this, your strength and scripture and prayer and how God has really been able to move in your life. Mm. And um, yeah, just really show you you in that situation. Um, how did your faith continue to guide you as you navigated your journey through anxiety? Understanding that, and I, you know, it's easy to look at these things backwards and understand it better than you can looking forward. And I think that's why we have conversations like this, right? Is so we can put that in perspective. But anxiety is me experiencing being overwhelmed because I can't see the future or I can't control the future. I can't control my circumstance. 
And faith, on the other hand, is acknowledging, I can't control this. I don't know what the future holds, but I trust God and what he said. And learning that and growing through that, and I get it wrong a lot, but (laughs) when I come back to this again and again, particularly when I feel overwhelmed, and I have the same affliction a lot of people listening probably have, is I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll become so overwhelmed with anxiety and that can lead then to fear. And I have to pull back and and understand what that means is I'm not trusting God who's bigger than this and bigger than what I'm feeling. And my feelings do not always reflect reality. And I have to go through that. But it's always coming back and recentering on the just shall live by faith. Or Hebrews chapter 11, 6. I, I, I quote this often. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Why is that? Because we'll never move beyond ourselves if our faith is not in a God who never changes, who is all-powerful, who is overall. And so throughout my life, kind of the recentering point, if you will, when I get it wrong and I get spun up or spun out, <laughs> is to come back to, do I trust God? Do I trust God? Do I have faith in Him right now? And if the answer is no, then I can continue doing what I'm doing. But if I want to move forward in a meaningful way, in a positive way, then it's it's trusting him. And that's where peace comes from, because it's not about me anymore. It's about what he yeah. can do. And so that can has, has continued to carry me through. When I left the church where I was an associate pastor, I became the pastor of a, a small church. And uh, there's so many issues and so many obstacles to be overcome. And you just have to settle on, I'm where God wants me to be, and I have to trust him in this. And that's what carries you forward. Yes, yes. That's that's a beautiful reminder for all mm. of us, right? Just really yeah. leaning and trusting on God and not our own understanding, right? His ways are right. not our that's ways. Right. <laughs> His thoughts are not yeah. our that, That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. surrendering it all to him, you know, in those times, because we like to try to have control over situations. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> do. It, yes, right? we, we do. Fix it, yeah. That's not our job. You know, so that right. that's a beautiful right. reminder for all of us. Um, yeah. In the midst of your journey, did you find any particular community or support system that helped you along the way? One of the one of the things that has helped me tremendously is just my church community. And you know, whether it was when I was pastoring, now I'm not a pastor. I, I'm very involved in my church, but I'm not pastoring. But having those people around because it it provides common ground. And there's a common understanding of what we would desire, you know, or what we believe God would desire for us. And so that's been very, very helpful. Um, honestly, for me and the work that I do with, with veterans and first responders, military members, that's been a great community as well. And getting to know uh, other like-minded, faith-focused people who have a similar background and experience to me, um, that's been very, very comforting. So having those people in my life has been been invaluable. And I'd encourage that for anyone. Find people that understand your struggle, understand your background, but also understand that God is bigger and has a plan and and uh, connect with those people. Invaluable. You, you can't do it without that community. I love that. I'm big on community. I talk about it in yeah. all the podcasts. Community, community, yeah. community. Find people yeah. who are there and able to help you and really push you in the direction that you need to go. Yeah. And have exactly. faith-based advice, right? Because you can't yep. get advice yep. and suggestions from anybody because <laughs> you might go completely yeah. left. You're supposed to be left. <laughs> you'll, you'll get some advice, but it won't right. be right. Yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, you need someone who can point you to Christ and say, hey, is this what God would want yes. you to do right now? <laughs> and and they're coming from a, a similar 
maybe experiences you. And so you know that they're speaking that because they care about right. you and it's authentic to them and it's authentic to you. And man, that's so, so helpful. Yeah. I, there, there's not a substitute for community, which is why, you know, the Bible talks about Jesus talked about church. Uh, the disciples talked about church. Uh, it, that community is so important. Absolutely essential. Yes. And we have to be there to correct one another in love. Right. Just yeah, as your pastor right. was able to do with you, he was able to pull right. you to the side and right. correct you with love. Um, so, yeah, that's a big thing for me, community, and just really having that because we have to be able to say, hey, you were wrong, you know, or hey, maybe yeah. you need some time yeah. out. So I love that. I love that your focus is um, yeah. your your church is your community, your wife, your um, yeah. God-believing wife. That's awesome. Uh, thank yeah. you for raising that reminder too. Um, but looking back on your journey, Jeremy, what advice would you give to listeners who may be facing their own battles with anxiety or mental health challenges? Yeah. It's funny. I was just having this conversation with someone else um, today. Number one, the foundation, the starting point for everything has to be a foundation of faith. Yeah. And so whatever you're dealing with in your life, whatever you're looking at in your life, the foundation has to be a foundation of faith. So if you don't have that right, if you don't understand a relationship with God through Christ, if you are not spending time reading the word and spending time in prayer and spending time around other believers, and if you're not doing that, if that foundation is not right, then whatever house you're building is going to have a hard time. Eventually a storm's going to come and it's going to fall down, right? So start Start there. That's my advice. And then from there, find other people who have perhaps been through a similar experience, maybe even professional people who can speak into your situation and give you tools and resources and the other things that you need to continue moving forward. Where I think we get it wrong sometimes is we start with the professionals and we start with the techniques and we start with the other stuff. And then we add faith if it becomes important at some point. We have to start with the faith foundation, build that faith foundation, and hopefully within that context of that faith community, you'll find the help and the support you need to do the other things. So it's not one or the other. These two things are not opposed to each other, but there is a starting point, and the starting point is a relationship with God, and you operate from there. That would be my, my advice because that puts everything else in perspective. That's why you have hope. That's why you continue moving forward. Uh, that's why why you do all the other things you do is because God has created you with hope and purpose and you can move from that place. Yes, I love that. I love what you said. That's excellent advice. Mm -hmm. um, just my little two cents about the foundation. God has to be the foundation, right? Of all that we do, you cannot build on wet cement, right? Or, or a no, shaky foundation. No, <laughs> like yeah. We all know what yeah. that looks like. And you might, it might look good once it's going yeah. up and being built, but then you'll look and be like, it's tilted. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> right, it's right. It's real good. So really having that solid foundation, yeah. just being able to put that into perspective like that, that was awesome and excellent advice. Yeah. Um, our faith yeah. doesn't mean that we yeah. should ignore practical solutions, like you said. Right? Absolutely not. Or, uh, Absolutely not. Ignore the importance of seeking help. I too sought help, and just like you said, it was kind of in the reverse. You know, my foundation, mm. although I've always been saved and a Christian believer, it wasn't set. Like you know, in that right. moment, and that's what I really should have been leaning on, primarily. So yep. I just love how you um, touched on that, and really, um, you know got that part together straight out because a lot sure. of times we run to the doctors sure. and you know they want to give us medications and because that's what their job yeah. is to do you know so correct 
And, and I, if I can add one thing to that, because I think that's an important point you, you bring up, right, is whatever, let's say therapies, we'll use that word very, very broadly. It can be medication. It can be other things that are introduced when you're dealing with anxiety and, and uh, other you know, mental and emotional issues. Whatever treatments are being introduced, as a believer, as someone that believes God has a plan for my life that's bigger than this moment, et cetera, et cetera, we need to ask that healthcare provider, what's the end game? How is this helping me get to a place of, of actual yeah. healing? If this is something I need right now to get me to a place where I can think more clearly and make better decisions, that's, that's great. When do I get off of that? What does that look like? Uh, what does this treatment plan actually do for me? And I think asking that question can be helpful as well because then you're not getting stuck in something that is perpetual forever. You're starting from that place of faith. Then you're getting the help you need, but that help is to get you to move forward and whatever that looks like, have those conversations and ask those questions. I think that can give you the right perspective. Absolutely. I, I 100% touch and agree on that because you don't want to be um... – using that as a hindrance, right? And then you kind of become um, open to addictions and all these other things. Now you have sure. a bigger problem. Yep. <laughs> right, that's right. You're relying yeah, that's right. solely on the therapy. Now you can't do without it. So you don't. You never want to get sure. into a place where you are heavily relying on that and you're turning to that thing more than you're turning to God, right? That's right, that's right. That's I good. love that, I love that. Is there a, a final scripture or message that you would like to share? What's your favorite scripture? Um, <laughs> I always joke it's the one I read this morning, right? It's it's different all the time. My 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 consistently favorite scripture has been Acts chapter twenty and verse twenty four. The apostle Paul it has just been told he's going to die if he keeps doing what he's doing, and he he said none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which the Lord which I received the Lord Jesus Christ to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Um, I love that because in the middle of people saying, hey, this is dangerous, this is bad, you're going to end up in a difficult place, he said, it really doesn't matter. My entire life is wrapped up in doing what God's called me to do. And if we can keep coming back to that place, then we'll continue moving forward in spite of anything that pops up in front of us. Um, that's been very helpful to me. Recently, I've spent a lot of time meditating on uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, that tell us to run with patience the race set before us while we're following Jesus. Um, those have been very, very helpful passages yes, to me. I love that. I love that they're strong yeah. um, scriptures, too. They're very strong and yeah. solid. Like you said, you can run back to them and get yeah, you back in right. line. You know? No, yeah. Am I doing yeah. what God and they told do. me to do? Is this what he wanted me to be Yeah, doing? yeah, that's line. right. I love that. I really love yeah, that. That's good. Um, is there anything that you would like to share about your foundation or anything like that? Yeah, I would just encourage anyone who's who's listening that may be a veteran uh, service member, first responder, or knows someone who is. Our organization is called the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Go to our website, mightyoaksprograms.org. We pay the cost. We cover the cost of our programs. We cover the cost of travel to get to one of our programs. Uh, we do all of that. We just want to make it available. So go check us out on our website, and uh, there's a place to apply there. You can apply, and we'll we'll take care of you as well. So, uh, yeah, love for folks to check that out. Um, anything for anybody who wants to donate? I, I looked at the website a little bit. 
It's all on, it's all on the website. Yeah, there's a place there to give as well. So yeah, it, it, I always say our programs are free, but they cost an awful <laughs> lot. So anyone that would like to support, uh, we would love that yes. as well. So yes. yes, like really, everybody, let's support them, support their movement because it's a very um, empowering thing. We don't want our veterans or our first responders to feel left behind or unincluded. They have right. traumas and things that they go through as well. And yeah. I don't know about anybody else, but sometimes services are not always readily available to people, especially first responders and veterans. And That's true. this is an awesome yeah. foundation that really allows them to get yeah. the help that they need in the way that they need it as well. Because there's a lot of believers who don't want to, um, you know, go to the hospital, you know, and then they have their values right. breached. You know what I mean? So just yeah. having community, because yeah. this is a community as well, to be able to help you in the way that you need to be helped that aligns with your values and your beliefs as well. This is an awesome foundation. Um, thank you, Jeremy. It has truly been an honor to hear your story thank and how you. you've uh, overcome everything. And I really hope that this encourages and uplifts those who are listening, everybody who's listening, whether you are a veteran or first responder or not, this was truly empowering to hear your story and to really be able to see you face to face and like, you yeah. know, be able to have this conversation yeah. with you because it's not a conversation that's always had in the church. You're right. You know? No, you're right. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for being willing to have it because you're right. It's not had enough. Yeah, so yeah, like, thank you. you. Know, and we, we kind of push yeah. it to the side and, you know, kind of tuck it right. away and we act like we're okay. People ask us how we're doing. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm okay. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, but yeah, we yeah. need you to be great. We need you to be great and we need everybody to be whole and healed. And this is a very good step to getting whole and healed with people who That's believe um, as well. Sure. Um, anything else that you would like to add, Jeremy? No, I think that's it. I really just appreciate it. And thank you for the great questions and the opportunity to, to share. All right. Well, I would like to give a big thank you to our listeners for tuning in to this episode of the Anxious Christian Podcast, our very first Testimony Tuesday. This is awesome. This has been right. something that God has given to me. Our testimonies are what bring the people in. They know that these things happen to us too. We are not perfect Christians. We go through struggles too. And just being able to have these real moments and have people share their testimonies about what God has really done for them in their life and really turned it around. Uh, just like Jeremy said, you can't say what you won't do because God was like, you're going to pastor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a crowd for your voice. But just remember your struggles do not define you. And with faith and community and God's grace, you too can find the strength to overcome. Join us next time for more inspiring stories and conversations. Until then, may God's peace be with you all. Okay. There you go. We're good. Yep. It's